This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today's part two of Romans chapter six. And Paul, he tells the church, at the, uh, uh, he tells the Jews at the church in Rome that they're not to keep on sinning, that they've died to sin and they are now set free from sin because of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross and that empty tomb. And they had this idea that if they keep on sinning, it's going to make God even seem to be more righteous. And he's like, this is a crazy way of thinking. You have died to sin, therefore live like it. Live a righteous life that God will be glorified. Put your faith in Jesus. You've died to your sins. You've been filled with the Holy Spirit. You've been placed in a watery grave in baptism. You've been raised a new creation in Christ. And it's what he reminds them of. Now walk in it. And he says, you should also consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. And that is the key. Being in Jesus. Living for Jesus. I mean, that, I mean it's, it's very simple. But that, that, that bracelet that, that was so popular, WWJD, what would Jesus do? It, it, it's profound. It's so simple, but it's profound. What would Jesus do? That's how we should live our lives. We should live our lives trying to please Jesus, trying to please God, not ourselves. That's what sin is. Sin is is pleasing our flesh, doing what we want to do, pleasing ourselves and not God, going against what God says because, hey, it's fun, it feels good, and and, and it just we just love it. But we have died to the power of sin, and we're to no longer live in sin because we have accepted Jesus Christ. We've been buried with Him in baptism. We've been filled with His Holy Spirit. We've been raised to a newness of life, and we've been set free from the bondage of sin. Therefore, live like it. That's why Paul says in verses 12 through 15, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. But as easy as this sounds, it's quite difficult. And Paul even talks about how difficult it is. Don't let sin control the way you live. Don't give in to the sinful desires. Don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. This is way easier said than done than it is to do. Because sin's fun, isn't it? It's just, it's fun. We're gratifying that flesh you know, it, it, it was easy for Adam and Eve to take that fruit and eat of it because if they knew the consequences of their actions, they I, I'm, I, I don't know if they would have eaten that fruit or not. But if it were easy, nobody would sin. Nobody would sin if it were easy to just live a godly life and and not let sin control our bodies but it's hard it's not easy it's a hard thing to do because our our because of the fall of man and how when sin entered in the garden you know yeah for them it was simple as eating uh, some fruit but it wasn't simple it was very complicated because god said don't eat of that tree don't eat the fruit from that tree and what they do they eat it 
So it's not the big deal of them eating that fruit. The big deal was they disobeyed God. They ate that fruit that God said, don't eat. And because they took the bite of that fruit and eat it, man, the, the whole world just fell apart. And we're still paying the consequences of their actions to this day. Evil is all around us. Sin is so easy to do. It's so gratifying and people just dive right in. And, and evil is everywhere, and people are still being controlled by the power of sin. Even people who have given their life to Jesus Christ have turned right back into the muck and mire. They are the dog that has returned to its own vomit, the Bible says. Why? Because the power of sin is, is like this war that is going on. That's why Paul's going to say in Romans 12 to renew your minds. And we have to do this on a daily basis. We Paul says, I die daily. We have to wake up each day and say, today I'm going to live for Jesus Christ. I'm going to live according to the Spirit and not walk according to the flesh. I'm, I'm not going to give in to sinful desires. I'm going to choose to put to crucify those sinful desires, and I'm going to choose to live for Jesus today. But that is easier said than done because sinning is easy to do and it gratifies our flesh. And Paul's going to talk about this difficult struggle in the next chapter. But let's just be honest here. Giving into sin is much easier than not giving into sin. The I mean, temptation, we're, we're, it's all around us. And, and James says that we're tempted by our own lust, our evil desires. And we have, we have a lot of them. And the devil knows exactly what our weaknesses are. And he knows how to dangle that carrot and get us to get our attention on that carrot, on that sin, and just dive right in. It's, it, it's, it, it's a difficult thing to not give into, And that's why we have to be so disciplined, self-disciplined, and studying the Word of God, strengthening our faith on a daily basis and keeping our eyes on Jesus. And that's why we are studying this book of Romans. And that's what I'm trying to do is to encourage you to stop the sin. You are, If you're in Christ, you are no longer in the bondage of sin. You have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus and continue to walk with Jesus, you're going to be all right because you've been set free. And you're walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. The best thing that we can do as Christian men and women is not to put ourselves in a place where we can easily be tempted. Because we're weak. I mean, that's just the bottom line. We are weak individuals, both men and women. And you might be a strong man. You may be a well-self-disciplined woman. But when it comes to sin, you become really weak really fast, and it's so easy to give in. And so my, I had a friend call me one time and asked me if I had any, <clears throat> if I had any advice for them about a certain sin that they were tempted to commit. And here's what my advice was. Make smart choices. Just that simple. Make smart choices. Don't put yourself in a position where you're going to even be tempted to sin. What, fill in the blank with whatever temptation that the devil comes at you with, and he knows your weaknesses. He knows my weaknesses. And, and, and if that temptation is to lust after another woman or to want to have sex with another woman or sex with another man that's not your spouse, 
Don't be alone with that man or woman. And don't even put yourself in a position that you can compromise your faith. And fill in the blank with whatever sin that is. Stay away from it. The Bible says, flee from this, flee from that. You know, and it lists a sin. Flee from sexual immorality. Yeah, don't go anywhere near it. If you have, if you struggle with porn, stay off your phone. Get a dumb phone, you know, a flip phone or whatever. Unless you have to have it for work, but get get all these you know bells and whistles that that guard you from that. What whatever you know, if you're an alcoholic or you're a, a a drug addict, stay away from stay away from the people who sell the drugs. Stay out of the liquor store. Stay out of the bars. Don't even go anywhere near them. And like I said, make smart choices. Don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be a, be tempted to sin. Gather. Friends, gather family around you that will encourage you. Get a, a, an accountability partner that you, you call. And I'm struggling with this. This is this temptation is coming upon me. Will you come sit with me? Will you come talk with me? Whatever, whatever you got to do to stay out of that situation, that sinful situation. Do it. James chapter one verses fourteen and fifteen says, "Temptation comes for our own des- from our own desires." which entice us and drag us away. That's why it's so hard to say no, because it's our own desires. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death, which is a separation. And that's the, that's the whole problem, because sin is so hard to resist. And, and the Apostle Paul is even going to talk about it. As strong as a Christian as he is, he is going to struggle with sin. Because this temptation, this sinful desires, it comes from our own lustful desires. Because we want, we love us, <clears throat> we love ourselves. We love us and me, and we want to take care of ourselves, and we want to meet and gratify our flesh. We want to do what's fun and what feels good. And so, what we do is we jump at a chance so easily. We jump at the chance to do that to gratify our flesh. So it's best if we just don't even put ourselves in that position, in that situation, to be tempted. Because it's hard to say no to sin. So how can we resist temptation then? Well, Paul tells us, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves. And here's the answer right here. How do we not sin? Give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead because you were buried. That's what he just said. That's what we studied in the, in, in the last podcast, the beginning of Romans 6. You, you, you have died to sin. You were buried in a watery grave and raised to a newness of life and filled with the Holy Spirit. You have died to sin. You were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. You are no longer... For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you you live under the freedom of God's grace. And he's talking to these Jews who just had to try to work, work, work. And, and you know, they, they were uh, they were just because they were given the law through Moses by God. And so, they, you know, they had high reverence for the law, which is understandably uh, that we can easily understand why they would do that because it's been around for thousands of years. And he said, look, you're, you're no longer under the law. The Messiah has come. He has died on a cross. He has 
uh, he has come out of a, an empty. T- he has come out of a, a grave three days later, and he's ascended to the Father, and he's sitting at the Father's right hand in a place of authority. You, you, the law can't do it for you. It has to be faith in Christ, and you now live under the freedom of God's grace. Quit sinning. Quit sinning. It's it's really that simple. It's complicated, but it's that simple. Because they had this idea that they they that God would be glorified by their sin. And Paul's saying that's foolish talk. You should be condemned for even thinking that way. Stop sinning. You have died to sin. You are no longer under the bondage of sin because you are you have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ and what he has done on Calvary's cross. And he says, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So how do we resist temptation and not sin? Well, Paul says, we get, first of all, we've got to give ourselves completely to God. We've got to be all in. There's no riding the fence. There's no in and out. Jesus says in Luke, a lukewarm Christian makes him throw up, literally, in Romans, uh, Revelation 3.16. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You make me sick, Jesus said, if you're lukewarm. we got to be all in. And he reminds them and us. He says, you were dead in sin, but now you have a new life in Jesus. You have been filled with the light, and you have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. You have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, feed the Spirit. And not the flesh. Do those things that are pleasing to God and not pleasing to yourself. And since we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that means Jesus lives inside of us. That's what he told his disciples in John chapter 14. He says, me and the Father, we're going to come live inside of you. We're going to dwell in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. So think about this. When we sin, if Jesus is living inside of us by by the power of the Holy Spirit, when we sin... We're taking Jesus with us. The next time you are tempted to sin, remember Jesus is there as well. And Paul says, use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. What do you do with your body? What do you do with the talents that God has given you? Do you use them to bring yourself glory? Do you use them to gratify your flesh? Or Do you use what God has given you to bring Him glory? Do you use the talents? Your body, your body is amazing and everybody has talents, special talents that they can do. What do you use that talent that God has blessed you with? Do you glorify God or do you glorify yourself and your flesh? Paul says that sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Now, remember for the Jews, Paul is speaking here, this letter to the church at Rome, they, the law they received from God revealed what sin was. That's what Paul says. We, we, we were given the law so that we can know what sin was because He's saying we want to live a a godly life and not a sinful life. So God gave the law so we would know what sin was, so we can know how to live pleasing to him. 
And he says, look, you can try your best to keep the law, but if you break one law, you're guilty of breaking the whole law. And they did. They broke one law. They broke a lot of laws. Same thing that we do. That's the reason why we had to have a Savior. That's why Jesus, who kept the law, who never sinned, was able to be our sacrifice. And now that Jesus, our Savior, has come, we're no longer under the bondage of the law, but we live in the freedom of grace. We're no longer under... The law brought the knowledge of sin, and we are no longer under the bondage of sin because of what Jesus has done and he has shown us grace and mercy hallelujah because we have been set free from the bondage of sin because of what jesus did on the cross nothing that we've done but everything that he has done and we're to live in christ and so a group of jews they had a problem with jesus and they were challenging jesus in John chapter 8, verses 31 through 37, and Jesus tells them this. He says, You're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. There's one key right there, remaining faithful. Just because we sin one time doesn't mean that we're not faithful to Jesus Christ. That, that, that's where repentance comes in. We repent, we get back up, and we keep walking with Christ. But he says, Truly you're my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and truth will set you free. And these Jews said, But we're descendants of Abraham. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you'll be set free? And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Well, Paul's already said in Romans 3 that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. So we need somebody to set us free from sin. But these Jews says, hey, we're a child of Abraham. We ain't never been slaves to anybody. We don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean you'll be set free? Well, I'll tell you the truth, Jesus says, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of a family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you're truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. Jesus has set us free from the bondage of sin. That's what Paul is, that's what he's trying to convey to these Jews at this church at Rome. He, he, he said, Jesus has set us free from this bondage of sin by dying on the cross and shedding his blood so that we can have forgiveness. So therefore, why are you choosing to live in sin? Why are you choosing to live in bondage, is what he's saying. Why do we choose to live in sin when we can live in the freedom that Christ has given us? But far too often, we choose sin over grace. And mercy in Jesus. It's ridiculous, but we do it. That's how hard it is to try to live for Christ and not give in and live a life of sin. And far too often, we see too many people who have once followed Christ go right back in to the muck and mire of sin. They, they can't continue. Just like Jesus, just like Jesus said. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Far too often, we, we can't remain faithful. We just, for whatever reason, we give up and we give in. And sin overtakes us once again. And we choose to live in sin when we can choose to live in the freedom that Christ has given us. And Paul says, well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. 
Don't you realize that you have become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? We got a choice to make. We can choose to live for Jesus or we can choose to live in the bondage of sin. Why would we want to live in the bondage of sin when we have been set free by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross? And we've been put to death on the cross. We chose to take up our cross. We chose to follow Jesus. We were buried with him in baptism. We've crucified that old man. He's been buried and we've been raised a new creation in Christ filled with the Holy Spirit. But yet far too often people choose to go back and live a life of sin. And Paul says it's your choice. You you have the choice. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, which is separation from God. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Here's the, here's the bottom line. We, we don't have anybody to blame but ourselves. We have nobody else to blame for the consequences that we face from our actions, from the choices that we make, from the decisions that we make. If we choose sin, because the Bible says very plainly, people call it karma, but the Bible says you reap what you sow. If we choose sin, there are serious consequences of choosing sin. And if we die in sin, then we're going to pay for that choice for eternity. Never to have a second opportunity to be saved, to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We will live for eternity, separated from God. And it's going to be, those flames in hell ain't going to have nothing on that. It's just going to be eternal torment where the worm dies not. Or we can do what is right and choose to live God's way and walk with Him. And it will lead us to a righteous living, which is going to lead us straight to heaven where we'll be with God forever and ever and ever, where we will be with our Savior who paid the price to set us free from the power of sin. We will be with Him for eternity. What's the difficult decision here? You think about these two options. Pleasure yourself with sin, end up in hell separated from God for eternity. Pleasure the Spirit and walk with Jesus on a daily basis, and when we die, we get to be with Him for all eternity in heaven. And we haven't even talked about how amazing heaven is going to be. It should be an easy choice. Choose Jesus. Choose life, not death and sin. Why, why, why is it so difficult? Because our natural desire is to sin. And Paul is going to talk about how difficult it is. <laughs> He reminds these Jews the choice that they have made and how thankful he is for their decision and their faithfulness. He says in verse 17, Thank God, once you were, once you were slaves of sin, but now you are wholeheartedly obey his teaching that we have given you. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. And yes, hey, just a quick note here. Paul is using the example of slavery. Slavery, it has existed for thousands of years, dating back to the Hebrew people when they were slaves in Egypt. And Paul says, uh, 
whether we are slaves to sin or we are slaves to righteousness, the choice is ours. So the real question is, who's your master? Who is your master? If you choose sin, guess what? The devil is your master. If we choose righteous living, then guess what? Jesus is your master. It's our Jesus, if we choose to live according to uh, the way God wants us to live and we give our lives to Christ and we're following him on a daily basis, then Jesus is our master. It should be an easy choice, but for a lot of people, it's not. Paul says, because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using this illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to slaves to righteousness, righteous living so that you will become holy. And there's the goal right there, to become holy. When you are slaves to sin, you are free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. They're going to separate you from God. But now you're free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. One of the most quoted verses, Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin, wages, remember we talked about this in a previous podcast. Wages is something you earn. You you go to work and you work a 40-hour week, 50-hour week, 60-hour week, 70-hour week, and you get a paycheck. You get what you earned. And Paul says, if you live a life of sin, then what you will earn is death. And death is a separation. Separated from God for eternity. But he says, hey, if you want a free gift, then God is offering you a free gift. And it's not free because it costs Jesus his life. It costs him a lot of pain and anguish and torment for a long time until he gave up his, his life in the ninth hour of the day. He hung on that cross for six hours. But even before that, he took a beating so bad that Isaiah says you wouldn't even recognize that he was a man. So, yes, this gift is free for us, but it cost Jesus everything, a lot of pain, and it cost him his life. It cost him being separated from the Father and coming down to this earth and living a perfect, sinless life and then becoming sin on that cross. And, and, and that's why Jesus cried out to the Father. He says, why have you forsaken me? It's because he had become sin for us. He had become our Passover lamb. He became the, the, the lamb, the sacrifice of all sacrifices. And he willingly laid down his life so that we could be set free from the bondage of sin. And Paul says the wages of sin is death. But hey, God's got a free gift for you. And the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is the key of being set free from sin. It's being in Christ, following Christ, and walking with Christ on a daily basis. Are you doing that today? Have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Are you walking 
with Jesus today. If you've messed up, if you've sinned, guess what? Here's the good thing. You can be forgiven. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, it does not matter what sin you committed. Paul, the one who's writing this letter, was a murderer. He murdered Christian men and women. He pulled them out of their homes and wreaked havoc in their lives and he put them in prison. And many of them were tortured. Many of them were killed. He was at the, the stoning of Stephen when Stephen was stoned because of his belief in Jesus Christ. Paul was a bad dude before he became Paul when he was still Saul and, and persecuting the church. That's why Ananias was scared to freaking death of this guy. When, when Jesus came to Ananias and said, hey, there's going to be this guy coming to your house to visit you. Oh, by the way, it's Saul of Tarsus. And, and Ananias freaked out. Lord, that's a mean man. I don't want him coming to my house. And Jesus says, hey, it's okay. He, he, he's, he's now on my side. He's a part of my team. Are you a part of God's team today? Are, are, have you been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ? Have you been baptized for the remission of your sins that Paul talks about here in Romans chapter 6? Have you been buried with Christ in baptism? Have you been raised to a newness of life and filled with God's Holy Spirit? If not, what in the world are you waiting on? And if you have been, and you're living a life of sin like these Jews that Paul is talking about in, in the book of Romans, quit sinning. Quit sinning. You are no longer under the power of sin, the bondage of sin, but you have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Live like it. Start making godly choices from this moment on. Ask Jesus to forgive you, to, re to renew your spirit, and start walking. Just like David did in Psalm 51 when he sinned with Bathsheba. That's exactly what he said in Psalm 51. He said, Purge me with hyssop, make me whiter than snow, Renew a right spirit within me, and I will teach transgressors your ways. You can start today your walk with Christ. If I can help you do that, contact me at thegrindedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com, or you can text me at the number that is about to be in the outro of this podcast. We'll start Romans chapter 7 in the next podcast. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for sharing the Grinded Podcast with your friends and your family and your coworkers. Because when you're sharing the Grinded Podcast with people, it does nothing for me. I don't get paid for doing this, not one bit. I, I just do this so people can know about Jesus and grow closer to Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus. But when you share the Grinded Podcast, that's exactly what you're doing. You're giving people the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. And I thank you for listening. And I thank you for sharing the Grind It Podcast. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grind It Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review. But most importantly, share the Grind It Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.